we all love Boban, but he kind of looks like Sloth from the Goonies. Am I the only one freaked out by Slamson the Lion? I kid you not, one Halloween, I actually did that. I got to the point where I actually put on a cheerleader's costume. Somehow, after those 20 games, he rose out of his grave and started playing pretty solid. He's not a mouse. What are you talking about? He's nine feet tall. It's literally Patrick in a gorilla costume is the Suns mascot, and I'm you cannot convince me otherwise. You got no you got no tricks in your hand, not not so ever, because they're all in Colin Sexton's hand. And your friend over here is sitting here with a giant Hershey's bar. He's got Jimmy Butler, and you got a Mounds bar and an almond joy with Josh Richardson and Al Horford. Hey guys, welcome back to the Flashy Stats Fantasy Podcast. We've got some graveyard players for you and some trick-or-treats for next season. No, shut up, Shaq. Sorry, guys, I have him locked up in the back. He's still trying to shoot a free throw so he can get out. All right, all right, fine. I'll turn it over to Vince to intro while I go look for Thick Boy Lowry. Thanks, Poltergeist P. Hey, guys, welcome back to the Flashy Stats Podcast. We got a Halloween episode today. We got a few different fun segments, Halloween theme for you guys playing today. We're going to start off in the graveyard, talking about players that everyone's forgotten about that we think people should be looking at. Another fun spin for this episode, every player we talk about, we're going to be mentioning with a Halloween themed nickname. Anyways, we're going to be talking about the graveyard players with their Halloween themed nicknames. Then we're going to hop on over to Trick or Treat, which is pretty self-explanatory. If you got this player on your NBA fantasy team, is he a trick? Or is he a treat? You're going to like him or you're going to hate him? And then, yeah, we'll probably veer off in about 11 different directions until then. But I got a few different scary NBA mascots that I want to talk about to close this off here. So get your Google search up ready and let's get into it. All right, who's got a graveyard player that I want to talk about? Who do you guys think that nobody's talking about now, but you think is going to be a fun player to look out for? I think I want to start us off with DeMarcus Boogeyman Cousins. He's coming back from an Achilles and an ACL injury. This season for him is really going to be a prove-it year to see if he can get back to the form that he was at before his injuries. At least for next year, I think that someone that's going to revive themselves from the tomb is going to be Paul George. I could be a clown for saying this, but after his bad last season, and he's six feet under definitely right now, I see him sticking himself out and having a good season next year. Let's talk about Cousins. Yeah, Boogeyman Cousins first. Boogeyman Cousins? Yeah, I think Boogie's in the graveyard right now because of all those injuries. I don't – is he still going to be just going to keep ring chasing for the next few years? Is he just going to keep, like, kind of hopping onto good teams and trying to like, – Is he technically a, is he technically a free agent right now? I think so. I think he's been signing one-year deals. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I don't – So he – didn't he get – he got released when he tore his ACL the second year with LeBron? Because yeah. they needed that last roster spot. There's no way that he doesn't go back to the Lakers. He loves playing with Anthony Davis. I, I saw a story about Anthony Davis was like on FaceTime with uh, Cousins after the finals and they were in the locker room. It was Cousins going, yo, I just got a text from Quinn Cook. Go pick him up. Oh my God, probably. I mean, I don't see how he wouldn't be ring chasing. No team, unless it's the New York Knicks, is going to pay him any significant type of money. So why wouldn't he just go for a ring? Like he didn't get the big contract before he got hurt again. So why would anyone give them money now? So his only option is to ring chase at this point or retire. I still think he should have gotten a ring with the Lakers, even though he wasn't on the team. I mean, 
Wasn't he technically eligible for a ring? No, yeah, he was dropped. Was he? No, he wasn't. He wasn't dropped. They applied for the the uh, mid level exception. Yeah, and so like he technically is still eligible for a ring. I'm pretty sure he turned it down though. I mean, if I was in that situation, I wouldn't accept. That's like the he didn't even play. That's like worse than being on the bench and playing zero minutes like Jared Dudley. He did he, like he did. <laughs> there no option. He couldn't go into the game. So why would he get a ring? You know what I'm saying? I know the staff gets one. So if he wants to just have the ring, just to have it. But like I would never declare myself an NBA champion if I was in his position. He didn't play. It's like Anderson Varangel. No, I'm just kidding. He actually played, but. No, I was actually going to say Anderson Varejao because he was going to get a ring either way. Yeah, just like Deion Waiters. So, DeMarcus Cousins, no ankle injury this year, no Achilles injury this year. Where do you think he lands? Do you think he lands top 10 if he if he ends up on a team that's that's not the Lakers? There's no way he doesn't go to the Lakers. And I'd see yeah. him probably in, like, the top 20 if he's on the Lakers, only because LeBron and AD are going to take up a lot of the production. So you think he's going to start with the Lakers if that's where he goes? I don't see why not. Personally, I just don't think that there's enough production to go around with if provided Dwight Howard resigns, like Dwight Howard, Anthony Davis, LeBron, like adding Boogie into there. We saw JaVale McGee's numbers. I know he didn't get very many minutes, but there's no way there's enough to go around to even put him in the top 30, in my opinion. Any starting center is going to perform better than him. I, I don't care if he gets 20 minutes off the bench. I just don't see that happening, especially with his injuries and how big he is. I think he's in a really hard time coming back from it. Yeah, I feel really, really bad for what's happened to DeMarcus Cousins, but I also don't see how this year he comes back and is any way close to his old self. And I think even if that were the case, I don't know what team's going to give him the opportunities to put up enough fantasy value to be fantasy relevant this year. I wouldn't really be pulling him for a fantasy team. I'm hoping for him as a player, but I wouldn't really be pulling him for him fantasy-wise. I want to talk about someone in the graveyard. Is it a ghost? He is basically a ghost at this point. Chris Dunn, Dunn, Dunn. <laughs> that was scarier than Scary Terry. <laughs> I know, right? But the poor man is just getting – every single player is playing above him, I feel. He finally cracked his starting lineup last season, but he was playing small forward, and I have no idea why they would play the tiny Chris Dunn at small forward. But he was once getting compared to people like John Wall, and, and he plays similarly to, like, Deer and Fox, and I think he's a really good player, but I just don't think that he's getting the opportunity that he deserves for the Bulls. Last season, he was more of a Fields waiver pickup. He really didn't do anything else more than that, so I feel that if he actually gets the minutes he deserves, he could be a good option in, you know, in the top 20 point guards that you can get for a really cheap price. I know he's in the graveyard, but we all know with Kobe, maybe this is the season that he finally gets buried. Like he's he's been walking around, you know, checking out everyone else's tombstone. Like, damn, this is about to be me in a year. I wonder <laughs> if this year he actually gets buried. You know, Mike, I am requesting heartily that I see an Instagram post in the next few days with Chris Dunn looking at a thing that says "Rip Chris Dunn's career," and behind him you got Kobe White kicking him into the grave. <laughs> Shoveling them in. Shoveling them. <laughs> That's funny. I will definitely do that. You could check that out on our Instagram at Flashy Stats Fantasy Sports. I actually feel like the Bulls have a lot of players in the graveyard, to be honest. Like, I feel like half their team is players that nobody really talks about, but could be solid. Like, I, somebody I want to talk about earlier, again, I don't have a fun Halloween nickname for him. Lori Markinen. He had a really bad first half of the year this past season, but, like, he's good. Uh, Matt, I know he's your boy. You can talk about him in a minute. But, like, Laurie Markkinen, Otto the Mummy Porter, who, as Giuseppe said in the last episode, has gotten 30 injuries in the last two seasons. So he's a mummy because he's always he's always covered in hospital gauze. 
Maybe it's because that's the only thing holding his bones together. It's <laughs> the bandages. <laughs> They're made of glass. My leg! <laughs> oh, poor mummy. Uh, Otto Porter, I've got glass bones and paper skin. Laurie Markinen started off the year in the graveyard. He was actually trash in like the first 20 games or so. But somehow, after those 20 games, he rose out of his grave and started playing pretty solid. He started off the year very inefficient, and after those first 20 games of him playing pretty horrible, he started shooting pretty well and also making a bunch of threes, as well as being a double-double threat. So basically what you're saying is that he rose from the dead, maybe due in part to Wendell Carter Jr.'s injury. So always speaking of it, everyone on that team's always hurt. I wonder if Otto Porter's rubbing off on them. Maybe they might have to play Chris Dunn. I might feel bad for them at that point. But yeah, I don't want anyone on the Bulls except the man named Zach Levine. He needs to teach them how to rehab, I tell you that. Um, Are you saying that Otto Porter's mummifying them? I think every player on that team is still recovering from when Tom Thibodeau was the head coach and played him 45 minutes a game. Taj Gibson was playing 45 minutes of the game. I think he's still recovering, too, on the Knicks. Through the NBA, we got we got the Grim Reaper. We got the Slim Reaper, Kevin Durant. We got the Rim Reaper, Russell Westbrook, for throwing up all those bricks. We got the Rim Sleeper, Evan Fournier, because not only does he throw up bricks, but you want to fall asleep when you're watching him. You guys got, you guys got other ones? <laughs> no, those are perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, we even talk about Gordon Haunted Hayward. Poor Is he haunted because of all the misfortunes he's had in his career? What, having too many daughters? I knew that was coming. <laughs> I feel bad for his wife. He's going to make her go through it till he gets a son. Did you hit a son? His most recent kid was a son. He missed the birth of his firstborn boy just to lose to yeah. Miami Heat. Oh, uh, that sucks. That team was winning without him. Then he came back and, yeah, well, you saw what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like. I'm staring down into Vincent's eyes. I'm just like, dang. I wish it wasn't Halloween. I wish it was Valentine's Day. Jimmy Beetlejuice Butler. Ooh, that's nice. <laughs> Cold-blooded killer. If you say his name three times, he will dunk on you. Can you imagine if Zion comes dressed as David Pumpkins for Halloween or something like that? <laughs> that's why I'm so sad. We're missing the Halloween game. I liked when the players used to walk down the tunnels or the hallways in their costumes. Yeah. I don't get to see any of that. I'm going to have to watch Taco Tuesday and LeBron's story or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the NBA is supposed to start because we might have some Christmas. Christmas. I, we better have Christmas games. Adam Silver said he's looking at December 22nd for a start date. That's what I That'd heard. be really cool. You get some Christmas games. Do you guys remember a couple of years ago when an NBA player threw a Halloween party and everybody showed up in costumes? Like, was it Steph Curry? Was he Scream? Who showed up as Scream? A cake or an ice sculpture? And it was like making fun of the Warriors choking a 3-1 lead? Yeah, apparently LeBron used to post a Halloween party every year in Akron. Steph Curry, 2015-2016 on a tombstone cookie. And then there's a decoration. It's a skeleton playing the drums, and it says 3-1 lead on it. That's really funny. That's tough. Yeah, Mike, I, we all love Boban, but he kind of looks like Sloth from the Goonies. I wonder, like, if Halloween's his favorite holiday because he doesn't have to do anything. He's already <laughs> freakishly tall and scary. Oh, like Slender Man, he's, he's ugly. So I wonder like if he goes out on Devil's Night or tries to scare people, because trust me, I'd start running. I'd run as fast as I could. That'd be a good way to get me to do get some cardio in. I'd run if anybody who was 7'4 started running at me. It's just scary, dude. Imagine him stepping on you. He would break your back. Like his foot width is probably the length of my spine. Anyway. You guys remember when Christoph Porzingis got into a fight in Latvia? Speaking of 
really tall dudes on the Mavericks. I just remember thinking, who would pick a fight with Chris Epps Porzingis? He got punched in the face. He must have been fighting another dude who was seven feet tall. How do you punch Porzingis in the face? I think we should transition to the scary mascots because I'm really interested to see what we got. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I put together a list here. Do you guys remember, and you can, again, this is the time to pull up your Google search. If you guys are listening to this on a desktop or if you're sitting in front of your computer, even you got your phone in front of you, pull up Google because we got some creepy mascots here, or at least ones that I think are creepy. Number one. When the New Orleans Pelicans changed their name from the New Orleans Hornets because the Charlotte Bobcats decided that they wanted to get away from their Bismack Biombo years and have a winning franchise. That's worked out pretty well for them so far. New Orleans Pelicans came out with the creepiest mascot of all time to the point where they had to change it because the kids wouldn't take pictures of them. It scared them too much. To be fair, I wouldn't take any pictures of that mascot. I was terrified. It literally looked like what Dr. Frankenstein would have constructed in his garage. Like It was literally a bunch of pieces that didn't fit together and that were just like dark and horrifying. No, it's nope. pretty terrifying. The old design of the bird. Yes, yes. Dude, that is, yeah, that's pretty terrifying. Yeah, with the mouth wide open, it's, ter- it's pretty terrifying. This joke is brought to you by Mike, but it is out of the mouth of Vincent. The New Orleans Pelicans original mascot is the only thing that had more hair on its shoulders than Andre Drummond. <laughs> Andre Drummond. <laughs> Number two. You guys ready for a creepy mascot that I just learned about today? The Brooklyn Knight. It's kind of like the Bud Light Knight, but scarier. <laughs> but, yeah, but like, but really like dark colors. And it doesn't bring you beer. True. It is terrifying. It's like, it's like if Ultron mixed with the Bud Knight, and he's the only thing that could defend the Barclays Arena because right now the Nets can't win. He also looks like he was born into the dark and molded by it. I'm sure he has a sick voice then. It's actually pretty funny that this Brooklyn Night mascot was rolled out when it was. It was like 2012 to 2014. I'm sure that they were like, oh, we just got a great new team. We got Jason Terry. We got Kevin Garnett. We got Paul Pierce. We got Joe Johnson. Everybody's in their late 30s. This is going to be perfect. Let's get a new mascot. And everyone hated it. You forgot Gerald Wallace. I did forget Gerald Wallace. I also forgot about Darian Williams and Devin Harris on that team too. Yeah, that's not okay. Why do I know more players from the 2013 Brooklyn Nets than I do from the current day Minnesota Timberwolves? Or the current day Phoenix Suns. I'd like to see you try True. Again. True. You want to try again? Without the Google, like, there is no, right, no Google. Google. Ready? All right, hands up. Like you can see my video. Hands up. Ready? Yeah, I got it. I got you. All right. Ricky Rubio, Devin Booker, Kelly Oubre, Dario Saric, DeAndre Ayton, onto the bench, Elliot Kobo, Mikel Bridges, Cameron Johnson. Hold on. Aaron Baines. Nine's pretty good. I, I would keep going, oh. but like, I don't want to like, I don't want to think about it. Like, those are all the players that can name off the top of my head immediately. That's solid. No, I respect that. I got four. <laughs> he got. He said you got four. <laughs> I'm saying I only heard Vince say four. No, he said nine. I can't believe he keeps saying Elliot Kobo as if, as if he even played a minute this year. <laughs> all right, remember when I used to do sporkle quizzes all the time when I would get bored during class? I did one a couple of times. I was like all the top, like starting fives in the NBA. And it was two years ago when Devin Booker was like the real point guard, but Elliot Kobo technically played point guard for a little bit. I know. I remember in high school, you used to do those, so then I started to do them and I was horrible. I was absolutely horrible. I could name like maybe 10 teams that I liked. Yeah, now you know everybody. I feel like I could probably name every team starting five. Number three. Chuck the Condor. Is he still the Clippers 
mascot? He is. Wow. Apparently when he first came out, everyone hated him. Kind of get it. He seems too happy to be a Clippers mascot, you know? Yeah, it's kind of suspect. It's kind of like he's happy and then you turn your back and then he stabs you. It's like Chuck the Condor, blink twice if you're here against your own will. Number four. The Golden State Warriors mascot, Thunder. I don't know if he's still the mascot there, but this guy's creepy. He, I don't know what it is about his mask that just weirds me out. I don't think he is currently, but it is a really creepy mask. Yeah, he's all blue. I don't know. He's got the, I don't know. He just creeps me out. Number five. The rest of these ones here aren't as creepy as they just creep me out. We got Grizz from the Memphis Grizzlies. I just feel like in a time where mascots are supposed to be like fun and for the kids, he just looks way too much like an actual grizzly bear, you know? I feel that. Yeah, that's actually super realistic. That is really creepy. It looks like an animated, like, you know, there's one movies with the grizzly bears that they talk and it kind of just gives you those creepy vibes. I, I feel that when I look at Grizz. Number six out of the nine scary NBA mascots is Stuff the Magic Dragon. Most known for getting yammed on by Aaron Gordon in the Rob 2016 NBA dunk contest. Wait, you think you think he's scary? I don't think he's scary. I think he's kind of creepy. I don't know. What, what's coming out of his nose? <laughs> I have to take another <laughs> look. But from what I remember, I thought he was a cool mascot. I, he's like, cool. He's just kind of scary. Why is his name Stuff? That's such a bad name. Because <laughs> that describes the uh, Orlando Magic. They're just Stuff. They're just not nothing special. They're just there. It's like you're the Orlando Magic. When people think about you, they think about Orlando. They think of Disney, who practically invented mascots. And you name your guy Stuff. I just I don't know. Look at a picture of this guy. He stares right into your soul. And again, what's coming out of his nose? Why do his teeth look like that? You know what I'm saying? Am I the only one who's creeped out by him? I just think you weren't a fan of Dragon Tales when you were younger. I think that's the big difference. He looks like he comes out of Dragon Tales. Actually, I couldn't. Kinda I, couldn't I love that show. I you just brought back so much. Me too. You know, that's why. That's why I feel back. like I. I feel like some emotion towards stuff. I feel like he's gonna help me go on an adventure or something. And that adventure is watching Evan Fournier brick every shot. Or Evan Fournier, we've dragged him into our kaleidoscope of players that we make fun of every episode, and he doesn't deserve it. He just wants to live <laughs> out his life as a man with a little bit of hair and a lot of money. We won't allow it. Number six. Let's talk about uh, the Rockets mascot, Clutch. I just remember every single 2K. That's ironic. The last, like, (laughs) yeah, it is ironic. The last, like, four years of 2K, I always see everybody choosing this mascot. I think it's just funny just being dunked on like a little mouse. He's not a mouse. He's a bear. What kind of a bear is that? It's a mouse. It's a cat. What? <laughs> it definitely is not a good right, the record straight. Bear, that is bear, a mouse. That it's, is a, a it's, mouse. It's, cl- it's a mouse. Wait, it says clutch the bear. Yeah, that's a mouse. A that's probably why he's so creepy. That's a mouse. He's not a mouse. What are you talking about? He's nine feet tall. Actually, I don't know. He might be a bear. Why is there a red nose though? Yeah, see, it's it, that's so mouse like. <laughs> they couldn't decide. They couldn't decide if you want to be a mouse <laughs> or a bear. You know, give him a little bit of both. If you give a mouse a cookie for 20 years straight, he'll grow this big and be the Rockets mascot. Number seven. Vince, I think you need to readjust your, your rankings. Have you seen Samson the Lion? That guy's number one. Hold on, let me look him up. By the way, I'm not sure if I mentioned this. These rankings are not in order. I think the Pelicans mascot's the creepiest, but after that, it's free play. Dude, Samson the Lion is number one. I'm convinced. 
Nah, there's no way, dude. Am I the only one freaked out by Slamson the Lion? It's Samson. No, it's it's Slamson. Slamson. Yes. (laughs) Slamson? (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty creepy. He definitely reminds me of Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Dude, Slamson the Lion looks like he's straight out of Wizard of Oz. The guy looks like he's going to kill me. It's terrifying. (laughs) What is that? But Jazz Bear looks like he just got done smoking something good. This is easy. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, he's so creepy. His eyes contain nothing. He looks like he's from the ring. Right? Isn't it creepy? Like it's just so poorly done his face and his just his mane is not okay. Slamson looks like that guy that is in the corner of the office and has been in IT for 45 years. And his wife recently left him, so he's just lost his will to carry on as a mascot. So he just has his eyes droop low and stops taking care of his mane. He looks like he's been watching too many Sacramento Kings games. That's what happens to you, man. <laughs> he goes, he just sits in the corner and pulls out tufts of hair and goes, We couldn't Luca! Why did we take Bagley? I don't get it! Slams in the line 10 years ago was a normal line. <laughs> now look at him. I mean, that's what happens when you watch the Kings for 10 years. Don't do drugs, kids. Don't you drugs. I was literally about to say, he looks like the before and after shot of Lindsay Lohan. Oh, no. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Number eight. The Suns gorilla, simply because, hear me out. If Jimmy Dean, the breakfast brand, can have a Sun mascot, why can't the Phoenix Suns? Take it from here, boys. I mean, do any of the teams have a mascot that pertains to their teams? Like the Houston Rockets. It's not a it's not a guy in a rocket costume. I'm kind of like Yeah, but there's some teams that do. The Cavs do. I know, I just don't get the whole gorilla in a gorilla in the desert type thing. I think it's just yeah, ironic. That... It just and the thing is, he looks exactly like the gorilla in the SpongeBob episode. Yeah, it's literally Patrick in a gorilla costume is the Suns mascot, and I'm you cannot convince me otherwise. Dude, that episode broke the fourth wall so much. You guys think that's why the Seattle Supersonics team got like disbanded or cut, whatever happened, like discontinued, was because that their mascot was a Sasquatch? And they were trying to hunt him? That might yeah. be it. Like, did he run out of beef jerky and then kill everyone on the team, or what? <laughs> everyone <laughs> except KD. <laughs> he looked at Kevin Durant, thought that he was a piece of beef jerky. <laughs> Slim by, Jim. By the way. <laughs> we got to get him. By the way, Jerky is not one of our sponsors. Hashtag not a sponsor. Yeah, no, the, the Suns Gorilla, it's cool. But yeah, Giuseppe's right. What about Phoenix reminds anybody of a gorilla? Nothing. I think it's just irony. Number eight. Giuseppe, we got your add-on to the list here. You got a real problem with the Coyote from the San Antonio Spurs. What's going on here? Bro, every other game his eye pops out. It's terrifying. Did you see the one where what, he fell on the ground and it, I think he almost died? Just had some some scary moments with that mascot. Did Robin Lopez tackle him? No. And he wears number two. Oh, they really can't let Kawhi Leonard go. Bro, look in his eyes and tell me he's not possessed. We gotta bring Coyote to the graveyard, man. I'm sorry. I don't mean to change this subject, but I'm looking at Slamson again. (laughs) He looks like that wife beater uncle that only comes over once a year for that summer barbecue. I can't stop looking at him. I'm like staring deep into his Oh, eyes. yeah, I know. I was literally like, I, I still have. 
I still have a tab pulled up that's just a, a close-up of Slems in the mascot. Oh, yeah, he really – this guy's a sleeper pick here. Definitely, I'm uh, telling definitely you, a, he's my number one overall. I still think the, the Pelicans one's worse, but Slemson really looks like he's gone through the gamut. He looks like he just saw a list of every player that the Kings didn't draft in the last 10 years. He's looking at the list. Jimmer Fredette? No. Nick Skowskis? No. Say it ain't so. And when he got to the point where he saw Omri Caspi, that's when all the color came out of his eyes. <laughs> Number nine. Franklin from the 76ers might be the cutest mascot in the NBA. But if we're making a list of NBA mascots that I think might be hiding under my bed, Franklin is making that list, undoubtedly. He's got a story behind that smile, and I'm, I'm going to see. I went to a 76ers game once, and I saw him, and I was like, you're hiding something. I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to find it. I know exactly where your fear is coming from. He looks like one of the fake guys at Chuck E. Cheese. He's probably just sitting there in the corner, but you know that he's actually real and not a robot. Yeah, he's one of Charles Entertainment Cheese's minions. You know he's got video cameras in his eyes, and he's just watching you with that, that really low, drooping smile. <laughs> you guys know the theory that in 1985, Reagan replaced all the birds with robots so that he could keep track of us at all times? No. I have that theory, but only applied to Franklin the dog. He's just everywhere. Yeah. All right. That should wrap up our mascots. I think we just talked about that for, yeah, like half an hour. This also might be the least amount of content we've ever made for an episode. In the way that I don't think we've said anything of substance this entire time. Nope. No, not a single time. I'm kind of here for it. This, this is right. an episode for the people who really don't care that much about fantasy basketball and just like us. So basically our moms and our girlfriends. <laughs> what's, this, what's this thing you sent, this YouTube link, top five slams and moments? And just like, it. the, the, dude, the opening picture it's like a girl on the left and he's like looking over at her i'm like what the heck is he looking at <laughs> he's got the creepy stare already by the way guys we're getting another plug in here irrelevant of the podcast at fsfp underscore vince follow me to vote in our nba mascots bracket all right who's got a trick-or-treat player Josh Richardson. So, like, are, are we handling this like, hey, okay, I, I'm a little kid, right? I'm walking, holding my mom's hand, I'm like a glow stick person or something like that. And I like walking up to the front door. Am I walking up, like, and meeting Josh Richardson? I'm like, I'm taking the candy he's giving me? Or am I saying, like, no, nah, man, I'm leaving you for someone else to bid on? Like, how is this working? Mike, are they a trick? AKA, <laughs> are they not fun to have on your fantasy team? Or are they a treat? You're thinking too much. Yeah, Mike's Mike's concerned if he should he should take candy from Josh Richardson. He's like, do I trust this man, Mike? <laughs> Mike, whatever you do, do not take candy from Deion Waiters. A lot of people have done that, and they've made the biggest mistakes of their life. Never take candy from Deion Waiters. You take a piece of candy from Deion Waiters, and you take a bite into it, and you're like, oh god, this tastes like a brick. Not like a brick. This but tastes I mean, like weed. As you, feel, as you feeling good. As you feeling good. <laughs> yeah, dude. Also, as you win a championship. So maybe I do want to take that candy. Pretty sure Deion Waiter had like drug gummy bears with the heat, and that's why he got kicked off. Yeah, he took an edible on the plane. And, and like, I don't know if he took too much and like passed out or what the case was, but like, it's either he had to go to the hospital or something. He needed like medical attention. And that's how they found out that he was smoking. And yeah, he got kicked off the team. Yeah, so you do not take edibles from Deion Waiters. This is why you never trust anything he gives you. And don't ever take candy from Jared Smith. No matter what you think, it is Hennessy. (laughs) (laughs) Hennessy infused gummy bears. (laughs) I'm here for it.
All right, now that we've established to Mike that we're not talking about NBA players you take candy from, which, by the way, if there's anybody watching this that is a younger person, don't take candy from any NBA player, even if you love them. NBA players are probably handing out money for Halloween, low-key. Rolled up $100 bills that look like Tootsie Rolls. No, OBJ tried that out, and he got kicked. He got banned from LSU. Yeah, <laughs> that was just him dapping up the players. Literally gave him a lot of cash. It was I Justin know. Jefferson. I know. <laughs> he's like, he's like, okay, sweet. They're going to the league. Who? I hate that. They're going to the league. Who cares? Like, I don't know why he's banned from the campus for three years or whatever. It's just stupid. Because players aren't allowed to get money. Yeah, he didn't give. He wasn't giving him money to stay. He like he was going into the NFL. That's just giving someone money. All right, Matt. Talk about talk about your trick or treat, Josh Richardson. Honestly, I think he's a trick. He's actually <laughs> he he's honestly just I, I mentioned this in our shooting guards episode. He's just one of the biggest headaches in terms of players to own in fantasy. He, you never really know if he's gonna put up zero points, one rebound on like zero for six shooting, or put up like twenty-four and eight with like two steals and a block. He's actually a headache to own. Okay, so the good thing about Josh Richardson, though, however, is you don't always have to play him. So in the event that you have a full lineup, he's just you just throw him on your bench. But you said he does have upside, right? He does have those games where he gets 24 points. So I want you guys, obviously, this is in a auction format. Name me a time that you can go to the store and get a nice treat for $1 really late in the draft. You mean to tell me you would not want to take the flyer on that? You would not. You, I mean, I think Josh Richardson's a treat next year. I think after this bad season, he's going to be someone you pick up for a dollar with one of your last picks, and you only have two dollars left. Yeah, Mike, I totally agree. I think he's a treat, but he's one of the treats that maybe you're not super excited about getting. You walk up to the door, you're like, "Uh, thanks for the candy." You know, I'll take it. It's a treat, but I wouldn't say it's my favorite treat. It's not my Snickers. It's not you know. It's not some some Skittles. It's some. It's something like a Milky Way. It's like, yeah, if there's nothing left, I'll eat it, but it definitely wouldn't be my first choice. So you're saying, though, it's not one of those treats where, like, you go to the house and it's something that's in a Ziploc bag that your mom makes you throw away because you don't know where it came from? Dude, if Josh Richardson was a, t- was a treat that was passed out on Halloween, he would be a toothbrush from the one uh, dentist that lives in your subdivision. Give me a pack of peanuts. <laughs> Dude, not a smart business move by that dentist, though. Low key, if I was a dentist and I was in a subdivision, I'd be handing candy to. I'd be I'd be paying thousands of dollars for candy because then they got to come for me and spend thousands of dollars to get their cavities filled. You know what I'm saying? I think you're overestimating how ruthless dentists are. I think they just want people to have clean teeth. I don't know, man. It's all a money game. Isn't that what we say about NBA players? Not everyone's gonna take the Boogie Cousins route, you know? To me, Josh Richardson is when you go to that big house on the top of the hill. It's like a really big white house that gives out king-size candy bars. You know, like, this is my favorite house of the night, which is for me because the Sixers are my favorite team. But then you get there, and they hand it to you, and you're like, this is awesome. You put in your bag right away, and then later you open up your bag, and you dump it on the floor, and you're like, all right, guys, let's do some trades here. And you look at it, and you got a giant mounds bar right there. That's Josh Richardson. After you walked all the way up to the house. You walk all the way up to the house. And your friend over here, who's the Miami Heat, is sitting here with a giant Hershey's bar. He's got Jimmy Butler. And you got a Mounds bar and an Almond Joy with Josh Richardson and Al Horford. Is that before or after the trade? Because uh, Josh That is the trade. Okay. <laughs> that is the trade that happened. And the 76ers, they accepted it. They really thought that the Reese's bar was poisoned. But really, it was them that was poisoned. I feel like... This podcast really highlights our takes because so on Halloween, are you guys those guys who 
who like or get rid of the chips. I trade all of my chocolate for everyone's bags of chips that they get on Halloween. Just like you guys, we all have completely opposite takes, and I'd rather treat myself to a certain player that you guys all think are tricks. The chips on Halloween are underrated. That's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm here with you. Bro, who gets chips, and by the time you're home, they aren't just dust? You throw, them in the, you throw them in your bag, you put candy on top of it, they get smashed. Yeah, that's perfect. That's when you crack the bag open and you just – you just funnel it. You just funnel it straight down. Oh <laughs> my god! It's a Doritos. You make you make a walking taco with that stuff. <laughs> Speaking of walking taco, let's talk about somebody who's on a team with Taco Tuesday, but is a walk-in brick. Danny Green. <laughs> <laughs> that was the perfect transition. I think the walking brick, Danny Green, is somewhat of a treat. I always like having Danny Green on one of my fantasy teams. I think he's borderline consistent. I don't know what happened to him and, and Poltergeist P in the playoffs, but those guys are usually pretty consistent guys, and I like having Danny Green just for his floor, even though he doesn't have much of a ceiling. I think he's a good role player that can both play shooting guard and small forward on your teams. Yeah, I like honestly, I think Danny Green's a treat for fantasy. He's a three-point streamer. He's a steals streamer. He gets good free throw percentages. He's pretty good. Trick or treat, Colin Sexton. That's a trick. That's a trick and a half. I don't think I've ever seen Colin Sexton as a treat in the NBA or in fantasy. Colin Sexton, if I had to relate him to like actually going trick or treating, he's like that house that you walk up to and there's like a big sign on like the, I don't know, the mailbox or whatever they say. Say, sorry, we aren't home, but there's a bull out front. Please take one piece of candy. And you get all the way up there and you're like, oh my God, I'm about to take all of this. That's what you're thinking to yourself. And you get up there and there's nothing because someone already put you to it because he sucks. <laughs> That's hilarious, Mike. Anyway, yeah, no, he's definitely a trick. He's a trick and a half. He's two tricks. I, he's like if you're playing euchre, man. Like you got no, you got no tricks in your hand. Not, not so ever because they're all in Colin Sexton's hand. Oh, Colin Sexton's got tricks up his sleeves. All right, he's got his go-to maneuver: dribble the ball for twenty seconds and then pass it to Kevin Love to miss it. He's got his do four crossover moves back to back and then put up a leaning floater that I hit forty-five percent of the time. He's got his moves. Forty-five percent is high. More like like 25% of the time. Dude, I I know that you might not believe this, because I didn't at first either. Colin Sexton shot 47% this year. His only knock as a fantasy option is that he gets, like, basically no assists. He's pretty good at everything else, to be honest. Just like I said, he's a trick. You look at his stats and he looks decent. He's he's worse than Terry Rozier, in my opinion. Yeah, do you think Colin Sexton's stats were just decent because the Cavs sucked so bad that the entire game was garbage time and they weren't trying that hard? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they still lost by 35, but Colin Sexton shot over 45%, so he was happy. It's like Kirk Cousins. This Cavs slander has gone too far. We've gotten so negative as a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Even when one of us talks about players that we, that we like, everybody else just makes fun of those same guys. I've got one, I've got one, I've got one. All right, go ahead. Trick or treat, Mitchell Robinson on the next. Go ahead, Giuseppe. Go ahead, say it. This guy's my favorite treat. These the house on Halloween. That if you could, you would just continually keep coming to the door with different costumes. He's that good. <laughs> there was this house in my sub. I kid you not, one Halloween, I actually did that. I got to the point where I actually put on a cheerleader's costume. This was like me as a sixth grader. So like back in the day, like if you did that, like everyone was like, oh my God, what are you doing? Yeah, they used to hand out dollar bills. And I probably went up there a good eight times. And we have like a Halloween bucket in our, base- our basement. And I changed eight times. And then I took money and went and bought some chips. That, was <laughs> anyway, that, sounds, long, that sounds like Mitchell long, Robinson to me. Yeah, long no, exactly. short, Mike loves chips. <laughs> I do. 
I literally had to stop buying them because I was getting fat. I was like, I got to stop. Mike and anyone else, I don't know if you're ready to hear this because you were just making fun of it. In sixth grade, I was a cheerleader for Halloween. <laughs> That's hilarious, Vince. Uh, I did not know that. Yeah. Like skinny you? Like, like skinny you, Vince? Yeah, like, I had some uh, I had some enhancements, but yeah. Had some enhancements? <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> wait, like enhancements? Yeah, enhancements. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, you're probably pretty good. hot then. You had no what? facial hair? Oh, uh, um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I would agree. This has gotten weird. This has been a weird episode. <laughs> this has been a spooky episode. I think we need Poltergeist Peta to let Shaq out and, and close us. Uh, rumor has it he's still shooting bricks. <laughs> <laughs> his timer's always going to run out. He might have to cut his foot off. Who knows? Yeah, let's cut this thing off before Mike proposes his love to 12-year-old me. Okay, so let's not, let's not <laughs> <laughs> Gordon and I always make jokes. We go, oh, that's hot. And, like, I didn't reciprocate with Vince enough. It's fine. It's creepy. Uh Alright guys, I think that's all we have for today. Shaq did end up managing to get out. Unfortunately, it was not by making a free throw and ended up having to cut his foot off. But all in all, we had a lot of fun today and we hope you guys did too. Thanks, Poltergeist P. I'll take it from here. Yeah guys, we had a ton of fun this episode. We hope you enjoyed it too. We hope you got something out of it. If nothing else, we hope that you developed at the very least a minor hatred for Slamson the King's mascot. If you did like this episode and you want to stay tuned for future ones, get notified by subscribing to the podcast below and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Our Twitter handle is at flashy stats pod and our Instagram is at flashy stats fantasy sports. Also, like we mentioned a little bit earlier, I'm going to be running a bracket for the top scariest NBA mascots bracket on Twitter in the next week or so. So definitely make sure that you also subscribe as a plug to my personal basketball account at FSFP underscore Vince to take part in that. In the meantime, we hope that you guys enjoy this. We hope that you have a very safe, happy, fun Halloween. Next episode we'll be publishing will be next Friday. We're going to be putting out our next installment of the Small Forward series. We're supposed to do that this week, but we wanted to do some Halloween stuff and we thought this would be more fun for the time being. So we're going to do our small forwards after that. Who knows? Maybe we'll have a turkey-themed Thanksgiving episode in a couple weeks. Anyways, that's pretty much all, guys. I'm Vince. This has been the Flashy Stats Podcast, where, as always, it's not just about the numbers.